0: Welcome back to Tangible Tech. I'm Steve Sandy, and I just got back from a marathon 32-day vacation of which I spent 28 days on a cruise ship. Now, one of these days I might just do an episode about cruise ships, but today is not that day. Now, you all know that drones are my other passion in addition to Apple devices in particular and technology and science in general. Well, it often surprises me just how many people, including those who go out and buy drones and fly them, don't really understand how they fly. Sure, they've got those propeller-looking thingies, but how can they fly backwards, forwards, side to side, turn, do all these amazing things? Well, that's what I'm going to talk about today, and it's going to be a bit of a challenge because I'm not going to have any visual aids to show you. Instead, I'm going to ask you to pretend that your hand, it can be either your left or right hand, whichever you prefer, and pretend that that hand is a drone. Now, most drones are what we call quadcopters or quads. That means they have four motors and propellers. There are also hexacopters with six motors and blades and octocopters with eight motors and props and so on. To make this simple, we're going to assume that our imaginary drone, our hand, uh, is going to be a quadcopter with four motors and four propellers. Now, if you're holding that hand out in front of you right now as you listen to this, you can think of your middle finger, uh, don't get excited there, I'm not going to flip anybody off, as being where the drone's camera is mounted, your thumb is probably where the forward, left, or right, uh, depending on your handedness, uh, prop is, and the pinky finger as the forward, right, or left prop. Somewhere where your wrist meets your arm, well on one side is the right rear prop and the other side has the right rear left prop. Okay, got that? Well, you can think of a quadcopter as kind of a four-pointed star with motors and props at those four points, and you're pretty close. You know, Take a picture, or excuse me, take a look at a photo of a DJI drone like the Mavic, the Spark, or the Phantom, and you'll have a pretty good idea of what one of these quadcopters looks like. Okay, now we're gonna fly our imaginary drone. Are you ready to fly? Well, first, understand that consumer drones, for the most part, fly in two different modes. Controlled mode, where you as the pilot have a radio controller that can be an app, an actual radio controller, or a combination of the two, and you also have what are called autonomous modes. Now, I'm going to start by assuming that we're in a controller, a controlled mode and that your brain is the controller. Okay, are you ready for this? Sure you are. Now, with your hand sitting on the table in front of you, representing your takeoff point, we're going to press the launch or takeoff button. Your four motors are going to power up all at the same time. Your drone is going to do a quick self-check to make sure that everything's ready to go and that there are cats mewing in the background. And then it's going to increase the speed of the propellers to create a downward thrust and take off. So lift up your hand about an inch or so, and we're going to hover for a moment while I explain some other stuff. That sound that you hear that sounds like a swarm of bees... That's your drone motors humming away at thousands of revolutions per minute. Now, it's important to realize that those motors are not all turning in the same direction. Usually, they're set up that uh, so that the front two motors turn in opposite directions. So the front left is turning clockwise, the front right is turning uh, counterclockwise, and the rear two motors are set up so that they're doing the opposite of the front, So, in this example, our rear left would be turning counterclockwise and the right rear would be going clockwise. Got that? Well, why is this done? You know, why don't you just have four motors all going, you know, in the same direction? Well, these little motors spin very, very quickly. And to balance out potential torque from the motors that could make the drone more difficult to control, Uh, we have uh, them going in opposite directions. If you have four motors that suddenly spin from zero to five or 10,000 RPM, they're going to create a heck of a torque, and if all of your motors are turning in the same direction, it could spin the drone around. Now, this means that not all propellers on a drone are the same. In fact, it's quite important to put them on correctly, and many drones can sense immediately if you haven't put the correct prop on the correct motor, and they'll shut down, giving you an error message. Okay, you're still hovering, right? If not, uh, take off again, just bring your hand up off the table, and uh, hover again. Now, at this point, nothing's moving left or right, backward or forward. Your controller is in a neutral position, and we're also assuming that there's no wind to push your little drone around. Now, the four propellers are spinning at about the same rate, and all are pushing air straight down at a force that exactly counteracts the force of gravity pulling down on the drone. So basically, it's just going to stay in one place. Now, you want to move up? Well, to climb, we're going to increase the rotation speed of all four propellers to increase the upward thrust. Now, the faster rotation speed of the props produces more thrust. You know, think of how a wind from a fan gets stronger in your face when you speed it up. As long as our controller tells the four motors to run a bit faster and produce more thrust, the drone is going to climb up and up and up to the U.S. legal limit of 400 feet. Now, you want to bring it back down? Well, we could just shut down all four motors and we could have the drone fall like a brick out of the sky, but we like to make nice controlled landings. So what we do is reduce the prop speed a bit until the upward force from the props isn't enough to counteract the force of gravity, at which point the drone loses height. Okay, so far, we're just going up and down. Our controller is connected to a very, very fast microprocessor on the drone that is connected to a bunch of sensors, including accelerometers, tiltmeters, and GPS receivers. Does that sound like a smartphone? Well, that's why drones of this type really didn't take off, if you'll pardon the pun, until the smartphone revolution started with the release of the iPhone back in 2007. It took mass production of tiny chip-mounted sensors and GPS receivers to get the price down to a point that consumer drones could actually be a thing. Now this microprocessor is constantly monitoring the drone's attitude, and by that I don't mean it's trying to figure out if the drone is having a bad day or it's really happy. Now, instead, it's trying to figure out if the drone is flying parallel to the ground or at an angle. It's also trying to figure out where the drone is in relation to the controller. It does all sorts of these calculations, and it does this several thousand times a second. Now, all this hovering is pretty boring, so we're going to start moving our drone forward a bit. Now, how do you do this when all of your propellers can do is move you up and down? Well, that's where the fun of vectors come in. Now, a vector, in engineering and physics terms, has both a direction and a magnitude. When we're hovering, the force vector from the props is pointing straight up, counteracting the vector from gravity that is pointing straight down. When those vectors balance out, we're hovering. Make the force vector from the props stronger than the gravitational force vector, and we move up. Get it? Now, when we tilt the rotors even a little bit, our force vector isn't just vertical. There's actually a vertical component and a horizontal component. Think of an arrow pointing downwards and to the left, for instance, or maybe you can use your arm and point your finger. The vertical component runs from the tail end of the arrow, that's maybe your armpit if you're uh, pointing your arm, down uh, to a line parallel with the tip of the, the arrow, which is your finger. And the horizontal component runs from the tail end of the arrow to a vertical line from the tip of the arrow up. Now, that horizontal component is going to push the drone forward. How do we get the drone to tilt? Easy. We slow down the front motors a bit and speed up the rear motors so that there's more thrust from the back motors than from the front. Now this tips the drone um, with the nose down and the tail up. As long as it's in that attitude it will move forward. Cancel the tilt and it will hover. Tilt in the opposite direction by speeding up the front motors and slowing down the rear motors and it will fly backwards. Now you can imitate this by uh, just tipping the drone, your fingers uh, down, and moving your hand forward. And there you're kind of moving in the uh, forward direction. Cancel the tilt, and you're just hovering in place. Move your fingers up, you're gonna fly backwards, cancel the tilt, and once again, you're gonna be hovering. Now that downwards and upwards tilt is known as pitch. Now, we can do the same to tilt sideways, which is known as roll. Run the left side motors slower than the right side motors, and our left side drops a bit. The thrust vector moves to the right, pushing us to the left. Cancel the roll by putting all the motors at the same speed, and we stop moving to the side. Now, the last maneuver that is common to airplanes and drones, and ships and a lot of other things that move around, is called yaw. If you're still holding your hand out in front of you, you can mimic pitch by moving the angle of your hand up and down, simulate roll by tilting it left or right, and demonstrate yaw by moving your hand to point to the left and then to the right while remaining flat. Now to yaw clockwise, the drone needs to create a thrust vector to the left from the front props and a thrust vector to the right from the rear props. So the front right prop will run just a hair slower than the front left, while the right rear prop will run faster than the rear left, turning the entire drone clockwise. Want to go counterclockwise? You just reverse the situation and you've got it. So now our little aircraft can do all the maneuvers of an airplane, yaw, pitch and roll, without having a rudder's ailerons or a stabilizer, all those things you see on airplanes. All it takes is four fast spinning props and a really smart and fast algorithm controlling them. remote controller can send instructions to the drone through a pair of joysticks. Now most controllers are set up so that the left joystick controls vertical speed. You push it forward from its neutral setting and it makes your drone go up. Pushing back makes it go down and it's also used for yaw control making the nose of the drone where the camera is point either left or right. Now the right joystick controls pitch and therefore forward and reverse movement by pushing it forward and backwards while pushing it left makes the entire drone move to the left and vice versa. Now, if you've ever seen some of the more experienced drone pilots controlling high-speed flights or doing first-person view drone racing, you know that they're using these joysticks continuously. Now, those of us who are more sedated or are flying can offer, often hover at a spot for a few minutes while taking videos or photos, then maneuver to another location or altitude to get a different shot. Now, how about those autonomous flying modes? Well, it's probably beyond the scope of this podcast to describe all of them, but Basically, they can do some amazing things. You can program a drone to fly a specific route, shooting photos every so often, and that's really good for mapping. Now, This is done by having the drone's processor and GPS work in tandem to move the drone between one waypoint and another regardless of how wind is trying to interfere. You keep adding points and you eventually have a flight pattern that can be followed and uh, ever more importantly, you can repeat that same flight pattern in the future. Now drones can also follow commands to circle around a specific target, uh, say a person on the ground, and they can keep the camera pointed directly at the target. There are fun photographic commands that make the drone zoom upwards while flying in a widening spiral all once again while keeping the camera pointed at a subject. Or you can keep the drone hovering in approximately the same point in the air while turning around shooting 360-degree images by pointing the camera up and down. Now, The latest cinematic tricks from the new DJI uh, Mavic 2 models include shooting hyperlapse video. You can think of these as an aerial time-lapse video where the camera is moving slowly or even moving away from a subject while zooming in on it. The subject remains the same size while the background uh, zooms in or out. Now most new drones have amazing cameras built into them that can shoot high resolution images and 4K video. The pilot can once again either manually control photography from the controller, or leave some of the work up to the autonomous modes. So all of this takes some incredibly powerful microprocessors that are really doing a lot of work. They're monitoring sensors, listening for control inputs from the remote controller, calculating how to move or how to stay in place against a strong wind, and controlling a camera while sending a video feed simultaneously to both a fast storage card and to the pilot. Now, even some of the little toy drones like the Tello that is sold by DJI for 99 bucks, can do most of these things. So it's getting to the point that there's no need, reason to not give drones a try. Now, sure, your paranoid neighbors will think you're spying on them, and you might even get hauled in by the cops if you fly in certain parks or near airports. But just be smart about when or where you fly, and be sure to register your drone with the FAA and you'll have a lot of fun. Well, that's it for today. If there are any other topics you'd like me to explain in somewhat plain English, let me know by leaving feedback on this podcast. By the way, if you really enjoyed this podcast, why not consider supporting the podcast by clicking the Support Podcast button on Anchor.fm. Now, I run the Tangible Tech uh, website and do the podcast for free, but, you know, I'd sure love to make a few more bucks to support my drone and travel habits. A few bucks a month can even keep me in beer, which is a good thing because it makes me more apt to record even more podcasts. Until the next episode, this is Steve Sandy for Tangible Tech. Be sure to visit the website at tangibletech.net today for your fill of fun and enlightening science and technology news.